today we're talking about why you can't just be whatever you want. And I want to start to challenge that. And really this whole entire body of work is set up to challenge that idea. You know, I started on this quest to just figure out why I didn't believe in myself, right? And why I wrote off possibilities that were perfectly possible. And somewhere along those lines of discovery, I started to actually believe and embrace that I could do anything that I wanted. And here we are, right? Showing up in this work, for this work, demanding more, pushing for more, getting new doors to open, all because we just took that first step. So today we're talking through how you can start calling on yourself, period. And why? Why? Most of us just sign up for misery. And it's not your fault. It isn't. We've been taught that since we were born, right? Watching our parents, watching our friends' parents, watching the world and this toxic idea that work equals misery. And I want you to start challenging that. I want you to start doing the work of your heart. I want you to start doing things that matter to you and spending all your time there because anything that you want is perfectly possible. You just have to start taking the first step. So let's go. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough, that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream, taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep 
growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. And we're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You're all here, which is amazing, right? Like, it's amazing that podcasts even exist. It's more amazing that you can find communities that talk about things that you're interested in. Like, no matter what you're interested in, there's probably a podcast for it. And I love podcasting so much because of that fact and that you can you can just cycle through content so one day you might be all excited about what i'm producing and it's totally spot on with where you're at and then you might grow past this and you might need someone else to help you along your journey or you might get really interested in a different kind of movement and you might cycle over there and that's really the beauty of podcasts as a whole. They're so specific. They're so comprehensible, right? You don't have to sit down and read a book. You could listen to this while you're working, potentially. You could listen to this on your commute. You could listen to this while you're getting ready. It doesn't take multiple levels of commitment, right? It's in your ears. Wow. And I always needed stuff like that. And so does the rest of the world. We're running all over the place, right? Like, can I just take more in, learn more, grow more where I'm at? Is that possible? And yes, you can. And there are just so many different avenues for you to take in and learn something that maybe you're into videos. Maybe that's how you learn. Maybe you're an auditory learner. I definitely am. Um, And so that's the beauty. It's there. It's all there for your taking. And I'm so excited to be a part of the creators that put this work into the world because there's always someone who needs something that you have to offer, period. So... Let's dive into our great things. We're gonna do it. It's gonna be awesome. I'm just saying I'm drinking out of my not sorry mug today. So y'all better be prepared for what's about to happen. Okay. I have like multiple interviews today. I am looking at an opportunity that I may start working on. I mean, come on. We're not sorry all day long. Okay. My great thing from yesterday was chilling. Like my head, my head was all up in itself like crazy. And I knew that I just needed to get through yesterday. It was just a lower day. I haven't been feeling 100%. I've been feeling a little bit sick. I was a little bit tired. And it was just kind of like, hey, Let's not go into attack mode of why we aren't producing more. Why aren't we doing more? Blah, 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 blah. Like, girl, let's settle in and be okay with this, with our body asking us to rest. And so it's kind of what we did, you know? And by the end of the night, I had more drive 
to do more. And the more that I'm tapping into that, the more that I'm allowing my body and my mind to just listen to what it's asking for, the more I find extra energy throughout the day that I haven't been wasting on beating myself up, that I haven't been wasting on negative self-talk or imagining realities that don't exist right now. Right? Like, I don't feel like it. And so if I don't feel like it, whatever it is, it's not going to help me if I'm constantly pushing myself to feel like it. It's not going to help. And then I'm also angry at myself for not feeling like it no matter what I try doing. It doesn't help. So we're not going there. We're not going there. And I didn't go there yesterday. And that really is my great thing, right? And what a weird thing to recognize is great, but that's the amazing thing. Your great thing, your greatness grounding practice really is up to you. You do something great every single day. So what are you recognizing at great? For me, Greatness looks like me listening to my body right now, me getting better in tune to what she asked me for, and then listening and granting that. That's what greatness looks like to me. And you may not be in that same space and you're going, okay, Hannah, okay, gone a little crazy, but... As you move through life, as you move through, what I can tell you, based on my own experiences, is your body doesn't misguide you. It actually perfectly reacts to most situations. We just don't perfectly listen. And so my body was saying, girl, we're resting. And later that night, I found energy and I was all excited to work. And I did a cluster of work that night. And that signifying and acknowledging that my body and my mind are calling for rest allows me to actually work better. I know it's crazy, right? Because, oh my gosh, what if she just goes crazy and rests the rest of her life? I don't know what will happen. Right? I don't know. But I have started to trust that more. And as I have, actually, the more I'm finding myself show up a lot better places. I know. It's crazy. Okay. (laughs) So that's my great thing. Make sure that you take time to do your own greatness grounding today. Today. Do it. Start doing it every single day. It doesn't even have to be anything formal. You don't have to write it down. You could just say it out loud. You could just acknowledge that you exist and that you're amazing. I just want you to start practicing that every day because that's how we start to shift this belief that we aren't as amazing as we actually are, right? Because the second that we start calling greatness into our life, we naturally search to recognize that 
right? To find that greatness. We start searching. Okay? That's why this practice is going to impact your life. It will also help you when it's called on. So the next interview that you do for that next level job, uh, I don't know, the next time that you're called on in a conference room, how did you, Hannah, contribute to this work? Well, you know what, Steve? I'm a boss-ass woman. And I actually ran the entirety of this project. And I thank you for calling on me and asking me. I'm amazing. Give me a raise and promote me. Thank you. See, that's what it will look like the next time that you're asked. Because you practice acknowledging how amazing you are and owning the great things that you contribute. That's it. That's what we're doing here. That's why. Okay. 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 Off of the high horse there. So I've been thinking about like why, why we can't just do what we want. And even in saying that, I kind of just pulled back from that a little bit because I actually believe that you can. I know. Right? And so I want to challenge this idea. And I know that part of it is this Midwest middle class upbringing. I know that there's a big portion of that upbringing that holds me back from believing that I could just do anything that I want because I really was raised not only in a community, but also in a household that you knew that there was a very small percentage of kids that were going to make it out. And by make it out, I don't just mean like leaving the town. Make it out, I mean like making it big, doing something impactful, becoming a doctor, like those higher class things. You knew that maybe one to two kids out of your class were going to go do that. And most of us didn't fit the bill of those kids, right? Those kids lived in some fancy addition where they built their house and they were probably only children. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of, very, of a very specific instance. That doesn't probably apply to you, <laughs> but it might. Okay, so those were the kids, right? Those were the ones that were going to make it. And so the rest of us, kind of got this overarching message that yeah, what you want to do, what your vision for your life is, probably isn't going to match up with the world in the way that it works. And if you all didn't get that message, well, I don't know, we we're just raised different, but there was just this underlying tone that a lot of things were off the table for me. Right. And more than anything that was ever communicated to me, this was the biggest one that you will be forever miserable in your job, but it's a job and you should be thankful. And that one stuck with me so hard that it became hard to escape that narrative where it was like, I actually spent probably two years fighting that. Actually, 
in reality, four years. And when we started this journey six years ago, that was one of the things that my husband and I made a stand for. Like, we don't ever want to sit somewhere miserable just because we have to do it. Right. And so that stand really took a hard look at my life. And and I really had to go in and figure out where that came from. And I think it was just an overarching communicated norm, right? That work sucked, but you had to do it. And I don't know. I just don't, I still don't want to believe that. And now that I'm doing work that I feel so inspired by that I love doing more than anything. Like I sat down, if I could pick anything, this is exactly what I would do. So why don't we just do that? Because you actually can pick anything, right? So why don't we? And hopefully you're listing a crazy amount of reasons why you couldn't do what you want to do. Right? Go for it. List it up because I'm sure you have reasons. But I want to question if all of those reasons are just narratives that have been told year after year to you. Right? When you grow up in communities like this, when you grow up in kind of these impossible structures that are like forever impossible and layered, and there really is no light at the end of the tunnel, when you grow up in those places, it gets seeded in you so early, right? The first seed that I had was when I was seven. And then I constantly saw. Every single person I knew working miserable jobs, living miserable lives during the week, hating everything and everyone, living two days out of the week, and then starting all over again Monday. And it's like this funny culture that we have created. Like, ha, 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 we all hate our job. TGIF, yay, let's escape, yay. But it's not really all that funny. Like, I'm not laughing about it. This is where you spend your time. This is what you take time away from your family and friends for, right? And uh, all of us, right? So many of us are like, the only thing that matters to me is family and YOLO. Let's go live for the weekends. Yay. Can't wait. Family time. Finally. But think about you know, how your actions speak to what you're saying you value, right? You're miserable. In a nine to five, let's say that. So the weight of that comes home with you every day, right? And finally, by Friday, you let it go and you maybe enjoy your weekend or maybe you don't at all. And so the weight of that confliction 
gets passed on to your kids. Trust me. I witnessed and carried said weight for most of my childhood. It gets passed on. And you may say like, no, I check out, I come home, I'm here, I'm happy. But like, really think about the conversations that you're having with your spouse, with your coworker when you're on the phone, you know, even if you're just picking kids up and you're sitting in the line and, and they're, they're listening, they're absorbing it. Right. And if you don't have kids, that weight is even heavier, right? There's no one to relieve it. There's nothing to help kind of take the strain. Like at least kids are kind of a coming home. I mean, it's added stress and trust me, there's, <laughs> there are days where there is no bliss, um, but they can add some relief because they're kind of this eternal little light that hasn't been impacted yet by the wonders and scariness of the world. But there's no relief. And you go from being miserable nine to five to being miserable all day long to being miserable all weekend long. And so I wanted to start challenging that. Do you have, do you have to do work just to do work? Like what if you aren't happy? What if you are in fact miserable? Why do so many of us hang out here? Why do we just allow this to rule our lives? You realize how much time you spend doing this thing you hate. You spend more time doing that than doing anything you like. Isn't that crazy? Right? When you add in commutes. When you add in the amount of time you spend on your breaks talking about how shitty your life is and your job, when you add in talking about it with friends and family on the weekends, endlessly, angrily speaking to people about how much you hate it and how miserable it is, it's owning our lives. Right? And today I really want you to think about how much time you actually spend at your job. Because my guess is that it's not just a nine to five. That it's not just 40 hours, especially if you're really miserable. There are like added bitch hours that you've had to pile onto your day just to get through it because you got to vent to someone, right? You have to vent. Someone has to know why and how crazy all of this is. And that we... You aren't at fault, right? And so think now about the amount of hours and then think about the weight. The weight that that added stress adds to you. The amount of energy that you spend on thinking about this job, on dreading this job. You know, Sunday, you can't even enjoy most of the day because you realize that Monday follows Sunday and you're about to go back to hell. Right? It's just so seated in our culture that this is the norm. That you work for the weekends. Right? And I'm not against hard work. I'm against 
work that you hate. And so how do we start freeing ourselves from that? Why can't we just say what we want to do and then go do it? Really, it's this underlying belief, right? That work has to suck in order to be work. That we have to be miserable. That we can't rest. That we have to be stressed. Or are we really contributing anything of worth? Right? I started writing stress out of my life about a year ago. And I just decided I'm not going to be stressed. Right? And you're probably all laughing right now. Oh, okay. And it took a lot of coaching to just never be stressed. And I think luckily I'm an Enneagram 7, so I have this natural ability to always find the good. But I really just started removing myself from stressful situations. Like, completely. And anytime that I would be put into a stressful situation, so like someone breaks an arm, someone has something crazy happen, right? I would really focus on trying to stay calm. And how did I do that? Well, I would just think about what I could do. What can I do right now? And then I would go do that calmly because stressing doesn't actually help all that much right? Other than sometimes it pumps up your adrenaline, right? And you can move a little bit faster. But I really committed to this idea that maybe stress isn't all that I cracked up to be. Maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe we don't have to be stressed. And what I found is you really don't. Just like you don't have to hate your job. And these were things that I was just told passed on generation to generation for my entire lifetime. These stories were told to me. And the amazing thing is that stories impact you even more. And then once you hear the story and you see the proof, you're done. That's it. And so if that's all that you ever see, it's people drudging home from their nine to five, hating all their coworkers and bosses, right? Imagine what you think the world is like. Imagine what you think norms are. That's it. And I never had anybody in my life that really loved what they did. I think my dad actually loved being a letter carrier. Um, but he was also told that you're supposed to hate your job. And so it it's hard to show up as the opposite person, right? And even as you're listening to this, you could be going, oh, I really love my job. I don't understand what you're saying. Perfect. This does not apply to you. Do not try to find drama. And I think sometimes that's where we go, right? Some of us, myself included, just love drama, right? Have to have it. Have to make things miserable. Because without that, do we exist anymore? Right? What if there isn't drama? I don't know. I don't know. If you haven't watched a real housewives of any city, um, you'll know, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, so let's go ahead and focus on this. 
You don't have to be miserable. And if you love your job, that's amazing. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, if you don't, if there's something in you, and this is what I want you to sit down and do and really start thinking about, what would you do if you could do anything, anything in the world? And I have this posed as a question um, on the speaking app for the event that I'm working uh, in October. What would you do if you could do anything? Think it right now. And three years ago, I started saying I would write. And I bought a computer to write. Right? I would write books and I would speak and I would go on book tours and I would be on stages and I would just be so much bigger than I am right now. And it's not that this job sucks. It's just that it isn't right for me. This isn't what I want to do. So then we just start taking one step forward, right? And literally from the start of this podcast, this podcast was the step. And it sounds terrible at times, right? And there's no intro in the beginning and there's nothing. It's just raw. It's just me. It's just this podcast. But that was the first step. And the most amazing thing happens when you finally take those limits off of the table and you say, I don't want to be miserable. If I could do anything, this is what I would do. And I'm going to start taking a step today. Today. Stop saying that what you want isn't possible. Believe me, there is not a soul in this world that would say, hey, you have zero followers. You also live in like the exact place where podcasts probably are listened to the least. And so most of the zero followers, but maybe five, you have don't listen and are never going to. So how do you start a podcast? Why would you start a podcast? Stupid. Don't do it. And I just wanted to. And it was the only thing that I could do consistently and continue moving forward in some work. And so today, when you start thinking about what it is that you want to do, if you could do anything, I want you to think about that limitless. Not, well, I'm still going to have to pay my bills. How will I do that? Don't think about those things. Take those things off of the table today. Where you're standing. If you could do anything, what would you do? Because you can. You can. We've just grown up in environments where we're told that we can't, but you realize Amazon exists, Google exists, all these major things exist because one person said, if I could do anything, this is what I would do. And they started taking steps, period. I started this podcast. I said, if I could do anything, I would podcast, I would write, I would speak. And I started this podcast a year and a half ago, just me showing up, just me in a microphone, just me and doing this work. And everyone told me not to, and everyone told me that I was crazy. And now, 
a year later, almost two years into this work, three years into the total journey, six years into the real major moves of demanding that my life actually is up to me. Now we have our first speaking event, second, technically. Right? And that doesn't mean that I signed up for one this year and I finally got accepted. That means that I signed up for it probably three years and got denied two out of the three and finally got accepted. Right? And this podcast, we showed up and we kept working and people still said it was crazy. And now we're almost on our 300th episode. We're at more downloads than I could even have thought ever reasonably possible for me. We're in 40 plus countries. We have charted in six of those countries. We charted in the United States for a little bit in the top 100 in our category. That's what I'm talking about. You want to start moving? You want to start doing things that align with your life's work? Just take the next step. Okay? The first step before taking that step is actually believing that you can do it and never stopping until you do. Because it is possible. I'm doing the craziest stuff in the most unlikely of places. And I promise you, we are going to get there. And so if I can do it, you can too. Period. You owe it to yourself. Do you want to live a life of misery that you hate or that you just are okay with? If you aren't obsessed with your life, no one else is going to be. By the way, no one is coming in like, hey, I have some extra time. I'm just going to go be obsessed with you. No. You have to love your own life. As always, you're smart, you're strong. You're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, loves. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If you want more, you want the weekly update. And this is called the Don't Do It Alone, Your Weekly Guide to Greatness. That really is going to give you the inside look at the tactics from the weekly discussions that we have right here. Um, That's a weekly guide to greatness that you need in your inbox, go over to nothing.com. And the first thing you'll see is the subscribe now um, to get that in your inbox. I would love to hang out with you and give you a way to apply the things that we talk about on this show to your life. Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at the death of a dream. Um, find me there, follow me there. Let's chat. Uh, cause I know that some of this stuff is impacting you in bigger ways. And I'd love to talk with you about it. What's going on? How are you using this? How is this changing you? And as always, if something hits with you, please share it. Please go ahead, review this, this movement, the death of a dream movement is about rising one another finding new ways to look at the world, finding new approaches to life and growing together. We are a community of mostly women who are looking to change our lives in some way. So like, share, comment, review. That's how you can pay me back if this has helped you in any 
way. I'm so grateful for you and everything that you are doing.